the DI Guys podcast was created to share the best ideas, strategies, and concepts so you can have conversations to help you exponentially grow your DI sales. While they may have lost their hair, they have not lost their minds. Here are the DI Guys, Chris Carlson and Mike Cogdo. This is Chris Carlson, and welcome to this episode of the DI Guys podcast. As always, I'm joined by my co-host and good friend, Mike Cogdo. Mike, give us the updated weather report in the Panhandle of Florida. Chris, how are you this morning? Things are good. As the weather, we're going to have to rain this weekend. It rained for 36 hours last weekend, my friend. Uh, the one day that my little brother came all the way from Orlando, Florida, who, by the way, lives in Tucson, but he was working there with Lockheed Martin, had a dear friend of his with him. They both work for Lockheed. They're old military guys. He's an Aussie. Big plans to go play golf. So I made tee times for Saturday and Sunday system for the first time in probably in five months. It rained three and a half inches on Saturday. And my little brother is an avid golfer and so is the Aussie who doesn't care if they get wet. Remember, they were 26 years tankers in the army, so they don't really care about weather. So we actually went and played Chris six holes until such time as the sirens and the red lights flashed on the golf course and said, you've got lightning in less than five miles. You'll have to leave. Cool thing is, Chris, they gave us our money back. The next day we got to play golf and we got 18 holes in and we're just hanging here getting ready for the holiday season. What about yourself in the great state of Kentucky? Boy, I tell you what, Mike, today is a glorious day, not a cloud in the sky. It's amazing your attitude when the sun is shining, it's not cloudy and rainy. So we're very blessed. Hey, Mike, I got to ask you one more question about the Florida panhandle. What's the buzz going on about Florida State not making the college football playoffs is that is that resonating with the people in 38 yes there it is uh you know anytime it's a first and it's a first where you kind of get dinged you know what life happens and how many times have you and i had this discussion on this podcast i I don't have the crystal ball so uh, life is full of surprises to have two ones uh one losses go ahead of a power five conference with just undefeated Uh, chris i guess I don't know if they decided that the viewing audience for television is going to be bigger. The question here is, is what happens if Florida State, oh, and by the way, there's 11 men on each side of a football team. So to use the quarterback experience, these are 19 and 20 and 21 year old college kids. That doesn't resonate with anybody here. Number two is what if Florida State just happens to beat Georgia? What do you think? Uh, that it'll, it'll add fuel to their fire. You, yeah, you've said a lot of it, but there's really nothing that can be done now. And, you know, the great consequence, or, or actually, excuse me, it's not a consequence. The great comment of everybody now, game day and everybody else is, well, next year it's 12 teams. What does that have to do with this year, Chris? <laughs> that, that's pretty much the conversation right here. What does that have to do with this year? So do people think they got royally screwed? The answer is yes, royally screwed. And whether you're a Florida Gator, a Hurricane, even an Auburn Tiger, uh, an FSU, most people here, regardless of their of their school affiliation or alum status, feel that they got they they just it wasn't fair. Anyway, what do you think? Um, now that you ask me, what do you think? Because I think it was totally unfair that a Power Five goes unbeaten and doesn't get in. Well, it's kind of interesting. Is if Georgia had a one, Florida State would be in, but when Alabama beat Georgia, Alabama entered the conversation. So as a result, Texas entered the conversation, and that's where it got convoluted. If Georgia had to beat Alabama, it would have been Georgia, Michigan, uh, Washington, and Florida State. Nobody would have complained. That's just what it would have been. But 
you know, they didn't beat them. And as a result, you know, the chaos ensued. So, you know, it'll be interesting uh, to see, you know, you and I having lived in the Seattle area for a while to see University of Washington in there is kind of, it's kind of cool. But, you know, college football, as you well know, is, is, is my, is my favorite sport. And so at the end of the day, I think that the best team will end up winning the national championship and we'll just have to see who it is. Chris, one last thing on a side note, more personal, is you know I like DraftKings and stuff like that, right? Small game, big one, not a big one, little little bitty amounts, no college funds are going into the old DraftKings account. Chris, at the very beginning of the season, though, I picked Florida State to win the national championship. So they just took me out of the running, which kind of bummed me out a little bit, too, because it was a really good payout. <laughs> just as a sidebar. Hey, so, so Mike, one of the things I want to talk about on our uh, episode today is you and I both, in, within a very short period of time, accomplished some, some milestones that were important to us. And I'd like you to kind of set it up for the, for the audience, and we'll talk about that, and then we'll talk about a disability insurance idea. Okay, I'll set it up so you can finish first. Chris and I have been talking about this for a long time, and our goal uh, obviously, bucket list goal, not not over the top, but pretty much over the top, was to do 50 things in 50 states. Airports, gas stations do not count. So you actually have to go somewhere and do something. And you don't have to be there all day or 24 hours if you go have a beer and a sandwich or you go to a happy hour in another state. And sometimes in the Northeast, that's really easy to do. Or you swing into Vermont to go check out the leaves turning for the day and come back or however you do that. That's something that you and I have talked about for a really long time. Well, for the listening audience out there today, Chris and I, within probably, I would say, five weeks of each other, each accomplished our 50th state and our 50th item in that state to finish it off and be done with the bucket list. So, Chris, why don't you go first and tell me... uh, I know, but tell me your last experience, just the last one, not all 50. We're not going to bore anybody with all no. 50 of the experiences. So Mike, for, for me, I had, I had uh, been to uh, 48 states prior to the middle of October. And ironically, the uh, IDIS uh, annual uh, uh, conference was in Maine. So that was one of the states I had not been to. So we went to Portland. So I had 49. In the other one, I had never been to New Hampshire. So my good friend, Mike Coggle and I, uh, the day, the day that the conference started, the conference started late in the afternoon, you and I got in an Uber in Portland, Maine, Ubered down to uh, Portsmouth, New Hampshire, had a lobster roll and a beer and came back. So I had accomplished, I had visited all 50 states, you know, as a result of going to IDIS and taking a, a, a few moments to, to get number 50. That's awesome. And you know what? That's something you get to really like actually kind of relish the rest of your life because an awful lot of people, when you ask them about that, they'll start telling you the states they haven't been to, right? And they really, they start running the list through their head. It's funny. Even my older brother did. He goes, gosh, I haven't been to Alaska. And he's getting all like nervous about it. I haven't been to Alaska, Mike. So it, it is kind of a fun thing. So, I mean, I paid forward, pass it out, and have other people try to accomplish the same thing. There's a lot so, of it. It's great. Mike, do you remember, I mean, this this is the irony of all ironies. We're taking an Uber from Portland, Maine to Portsmouth, New Hampshire. And you and I are talking like we always do about, about business and about, you know, disability insurance and about different companies. And for some reason, we got off onto the, the subject of Provident Life and Accident and Unum. 
and we're pulling into the restaurant that we went to eat at. And do you remember what the Uber driver said to us? Uh, yeah. You mean about the CEO? Yep. Yes. And I don't know if we should use the name or not. It's so long ago. But she pulls in and she's like, I worked at Unum for years. And we were talking about how everything got really disrupted then. And we were all merging for Provident. We had the same CEO for a while. And she goes, man, I hated that man. And she used his name and Chris and I. We just absolutely, you and I just died laughing because of all places in the world. Who else would know this name? It was an Uber driver to get involved in that conversation with total disdain and actually almost like venom and hatred in her heart. It felt like it was (laughs) pretty much. Well, well, Mike, that was my 49th and 50th state. Tell us about your 50th state. Uh, Chris, since moving down here, uh, which you know I'm in Florida, I've always the one place I'd never been is Mississippi, and um, I'd driven through a little piece of it, Chris. It didn't count. So didn't even get gas. So I met one of my neighbors who happens to be a really good guy. Um, I've got to know him fairly well. He's a super nice man. And he actually went to Ole Miss. And he went and he actually was born in Oxford, which I find out later. But he owns a condo um, in Oxford. And I go, God, one of the things, Jimbo, on my on my bucket list of all times is one, I want to go to Mississippi so I can do fifty for fifty states. And two, is I'd love to go to the Grove. I whether it's game day, I've seen specials on it. I, you know, I, I, I've seen, you know, the ghost of old Miss or whatever that 30 to 30 is about the 60s and some strange things that were going on there. And he goes, well, Mike, I tell you what, you can, you, you can have my condo. You just figure out when you want to go. And I figured it out when I could go. And I just happened to Chris go like a couple of weeks ago for the Louisiana Tech game. It was the week before Thanksgiving. So it wasn't LSU Alabama crazy. Which for me, the first time ever going to Oxford was awesome because I got to go into City Grocery, which is phenomenal, maybe the best restaurant there, at least in my eyes. The library, which is a super famous, gigantic sports bar, and go experience Oxford and the Grove and the old Miss and Lane Kiffin football game, which they won fairly easy in the second half. And that was my 50 for 50. Then I look at my phone. And I'd just seen a thing three weeks before on Clarksdale, Mississippi, Chris, which is the home of the Blues. Morgan Freeman actually has a home and a Blues club there. They're trying to revitalize. There's an unbelievable young artist, probably 20 years old, named Big Fish. It's just a Blues guitar aficionado, which obviously I didn't get to see. But Chris, it was all of only 50 minutes away from Oxford, not heading home. But how can you go that far and not go to the crossroads? So I also got to go to Clarksdale, Mississippi. And get my picture taken at the crossroads where legend has it that Robert Johnson sold his soul to the devil to play the blues. And it's also the start of the blues and the home of the blues, which is a big piece of Americana. So I got it all done, Chris. I'm 50 to 50, and I got to do two fantabulous things on just one wonderful weekend. And actually, you know what? I like to talk about the weather, and the weather couldn't have been more cooperative. So it was a great time, Chris. That was awesome. Now we're down 50 for 50. (laughs) We're both 50 for 50. All right, Mike. So obviously one of the reasons why our listeners join us is to come away with an idea regarding uh, disability insurance. And Mike, you know, you said something right before we jumped on the call regarding it's the holiday season. And I think you have one of the best stories ever on how our listeners can use this idea to help people, number one, but as importantly, sell some disability insurance. So why don't you go ahead and share that story? Chris, thank you. And it's just, you know, a real quick story, and it's food for thought. The holiday season, you know, when you had young children, it's one thing. It's wrapping presents 
and the more the better, you know, or the more the merrier, you know, you get a whole bunch of trinkets and, you know, wrap presents and you have big Christmas and it's still fun even as we get older, but you know, it really is a season of giving and giving and you start to figure out with young adults and people that are just graduating college, starting out in their professional lives, you know, what do you do? And I'm not saying this is the most beautiful gift as a Christmas present, but it's something that I think as a producer out there that you, you, you should embrace this and talk to your clients. I love people that say that I'm in the I mean, I'm in a market that um, my market doesn't require disability insurance. I, all my clients are 55, 60, 65. As a matter of fact, Mike, they're becoming grandparents. Or, you know what, I'm only four years away from retirement. Well, here's something to, to, to talk about the, the gift of giving and paying it forward. Is I harken back to a story that uh, goes back, I don't know, five or six years now, Chris, probably around six years. A good friend of mine worked with principals. Um, a lot of people know him. Mark Kimback's his name. I wasn't going to use it, but I am because he's still a dear friend of mine. And Mark Kimback and I were talking, and his son graduated from college, had gone out into the world to start working. And, and you know, and Mark's like talking to his son and says, man, if you get disabled, what are you going to do? And, of course, Mark's spouse and moms are moms. Um, and they should be. says, well, don't worry about him if he gets disabled, Mark. If something happens to, to our son, we'll take care of him. And Mark's like, that's not what I wanted to hear. And he looks at his son and he goes, there's two things that can happen if you get disabled right now. One, you'd have to come home and probably live in our basement, and I don't want you there. And his interruption to his dad was, and he goes, and dad, I don't want to be there. So he said, son, I am going to buy you a disability insurance policy. It'll be your first one. I will pay the premium. For the first year, maybe even two years as you get started in your career. Fast forward, Chris, five or six years, talked to the man not too, not too long ago, a while back. And, um, what's going on is, um, that policy is still enforced to this day, Chris. Um, you start to get older, get your thirties, you, you have a successful career and things. You start to realize, you know, you have girlfriends and not just this one, but other people. You suddenly realize that you know what that you don't have the crystal ball, and life is important, and having this policy can become very important. So one of the things that that, that I want to say, Chris, is that you, you know if you have if working with people that are older, don't worry about their income protection. Talk about their grandkids. Talk about their children that are going just graduating law school, CPA, or just going at becoming an actuary and taking those exams, or going to grad school to you know get an MBA and go out and, or be a salesperson or get their first job with whomever. It's a really good opportunity, regardless of what they're doing, is to just buy that policy for them. All they have to do is answer some health questions, pretty much, Chris, as you and I know, 90% of the time. $2,000 policy a month, Chris, probably costs, I don't know, maybe $25 or $30, I'm guessing. You're also taking care of what you know, I think, the most important feature of the contract is. And what's that, Chris? Durability. Durability, yes, sir. You've now probably... A 25-year-old is almost 100% guaranteed to be fully insurable, no question. As we know, when we get older, life, life changes dramatically and sometimes so can our health. So with that being said, you never have to show evidence of insurability again, and you become the CEO of a company, your own company. As an entrepreneur, making $1 million a year and you're 44 years old, you might actually want that $30,000 a month. But the problem is, is you ended up being... You, you got colitis, you got diabetes, you got something that happened to you that makes insurance rather hard to get. Think about that. None of us are immune to, you know, father time. So you can take care of somebody forever and actually take care of future generations by thinking about those risk protection products. Life insurance, but especially at a young age, um, I think income protection, because that can be the most damaging is the inability to work at a young age can affect you for the entire rest of your life. So 
when you're out there talking to your clients, don't think about just your clients not using disability. Ask them about their kids, their grandkids. A whole lot of people are extremely responsible, Chris, and think, I never thought of that, and that's not a bad idea. So what do you think? Mike, I mean, to me, this is brilliant, and here's the reason why. You and I talk to people all the time, and they have had successful careers, and they've gravitated toward financial planning, financial advisor status, whatever term you want to use. And the thing that keeps coming up, as you said, to start this this particular story is, you know, my clients are at or near retirement. So now what we're doing as a DI industry, we're pulling those producers back into the idea of actually suggesting income protection to your point, not to their client, but to their clients, kids or grandkids. So that opens up a, a whole new world for all of us who are trying to promote disability insurance on a daily basis. So I love the idea and I look forward to one of our listeners uh, reaching out to us and say, that was a great idea. You know, I, I put a policy in place for one of my client's kids. I think that would be spe- the, the ultimate compliment if we can get somebody to do that. Chris, I couldn't agree more. I mean, I'm sure we'll do another podcast, don't you think, before the holidays, but I would like to wish everybody a happy Hanukkah, which has just started. And, you know, let's just hope this thing gets done. Let's just hope this thing gets done. You know, my hearts and prayers are with the state of Israel. They really are. All right, Mike, I appreciate your time today. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Chris. Be well.